Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, it's certainly going to be uh, very difficult. Uh, everybody has different experiences um, in terms of the loss of loved ones or if they uh, were a survivor, perhaps, uh, and uh, if they're returning to Virginia Tech this weekend, it's going to be very uh, meaningful and a very emotional time, I'm sure. I'm sure you're right about that. How have they been trying to channel the grief? I know they wanted to do some very positive things to try to help make college campuses safer. How have they been trying to do that? Well, for many years they've been working uh, to develop uh, checklists for colleges to review how they're approaching their uh, safety on college campus and to review internally their approaches. And that's been very effective in terms of developing some very good standards and to helping colleges think through their approaches. Now we're working on something um, that's a little different. It's called Campaign 32, and it's an effort to ensure that every state follows the path that Virginia's taken and uh, submit to the um, uh, National Instant Criminal Background Check System the names of people they've determined to be and found to be a danger to themselves or others and have been committed for treatment. These names are essential to be put into the system so that when they, if should they seek to buy a firearm at a licensed dealer, they would be flagged and barred. And that's essential. It goes right to the heart of our story. Unfortunately, the shooter at the Virginia Tech situation was able to purchase guns because uh, although the shooter had been found to be a danger themselves, and committed for treatment, outpatient treatment, mm-hmm. they were not listed in that in that system. Yeah, it, and it sounds like the family members understand what the, what the real issue is. The issue always has been mental health, first and foremost, and, and the, the ability of people with mental health issues to get their hands on a weapon. Exactly. This is obviously something that's very delicate. Uh, we do not want to uh, ever stigmatize those with mental health issues, and we do not want to deter people from getting treatment. But for those who have been found to be a danger to themselves or others and have been committed to treatment, particularly outpatient treatment, as in, in the case of the shooter in Virginia Tech, um, we want to make sure that those names are in the system so they can't uh, be uh, able to purchase a gun. And what's remarkable is that we have broad agreement on this across the political spectrum from the NRA to the Brady campaign and right. including the National Alliance on Mental Illness. You know, Paul, um, because mental health played such a hu- huge role in this one, um, how do you feel the Commonwealth of Virginia has done as far as trying to make more resources available for people with mental health issues? How much more work needs to be done in that area? Well, obviously, there's an enormous uh, uh, amount of work that still needs to be done. I have to say, though, that uh, Virginia has come a long way. Obviously, the situation with uh, Cree Deeds uh, uh, led the legislature to make a renewed effort and has done a great deal of uh, work, in particularly in the last few years, in adding money to the mental health system. But, you know, in our school systems, we need more counselors. Uh, broadly, we need more mental health funding in the state. But we do have to say that Virginia has been exceptional at getting the names into the background check system, and every other state should be looking 
to Virginia as an example in that respect. Yeah, you, you mentioned the Creedy situation, Paul Freeman, and, and certainly in that particular case, that was another lesson that we had to learn, and that is finding a way to get people help regardless of how many quote-unquote beds are available. Well, it's true, and the state has made some great advances there, but there's always more to do. There's always, obviously, a competing interest in terms of funding for critical needs in our state. Uh, we do uh, really respect the efforts that have been made in this in this area, though, and uh, we just have to keep pushing uh, to continue to address this, and people need to speak out. Uh, by the way, if they want to get involved with what we're doing, they can go to www.campaign32.org and find out more about what our what uh, the Virginia Tech Victims Family Outreach Foundation is doing. All right, Paul, thank you for joining us. That's the executive director of the Virginia Tech Family Outreach Foundation, Paul Friedman. Again, the website is campaign32.org.